At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you guessed it, you can get a free download right now and a free month. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. We do have some news to get into, which is really, I, I, would, I don't know if I want to say rare, but it, it's at the very least exciting for this time of year, because it's, it's right now, it's, it's July 18th. This is usually not a time where we get a lot of news. Of course, this is about the time we get a lot of news, considering teams like the Ravens are now in training camp. I think the Bears report tomorrow, and then of course you have the Rams reporting on the 23rd, the rookies that is. Uh, so we'll talk about some news, we'll get into the rest of the West, some interesting stuff to talk about there, and then also, we are going to break down the second quarter of the Rams season. Alright, that's week 5, 6, 7, and 8. We're going to break down those games, we're going to talk about them, talk about some storylines involved with those games. But first, we got to get to this news, and obviously the big news surrounding the Rams this week is wide receiver Brandon Cooks signing a 5-year extension worth $80 million. That means he is now in Los Angeles for the next six years and will make $88 million in those next six years. He will be an unrestricted free agent in 2024, so it it's looking like all the plans are in place. He's going to see the new stadium. Uh, $20.5 million fully guaranteed, and then there's $50.5 million in injury guarantees. So uh, a little bit of an interesting contract is kind of set up a little bit. It's not really just cut and dry, kind of here's your money, you know, whatever. But that $20.5 million fully guaranteed, he got that at signing. So Brandon Cooks gets married earlier this month and makes $20, $20 million, just drops into his bank account couple weeks later. So that's a pretty sweet honeymoon gift from the Los Angeles Rams and Stan Kroenke. So congrats to Brandon Cooks. I'm very excited to have him here long term. Uh, I do have some some fan quesos that involve Brandon Cooks, so I don't want to talk too much about this right now because there are some things that will be addressed via the fan quesos. So we'll get to that in the second half. Uh, also, news that broke the same day as, as the Brandon Cooks extension is Aaron Donald has told people close to him that he expects a new deal done by training camp. And again, I mentioned it, July 23rd is when the rookies report, and July 25th is when the veterans report. So that's soon. That's by next week. So uh, it's looking like we could get Aaron Donald news very, very soon. So make sure you guys stay tuned into the Ram Showcase on social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. The second that I know anything, I will be reporting it. If I'm at work and this happens... I might just have to use the restroom right then. I don't know. That's just how it works. But I'll get that news to you guys as soon as I possibly can. 
But uh, it's looking like we could hear about that really soon. This was reported by uh, La Confora. So a reputable source on this. I'm not just making this up. I'm not just throwing this out of thin air. Uh, Aaron Donald is saying these things and is is feeling confident. So we'll also kind of talk about that a little bit also in the fan quesos. So keep an eye out or an ear out because you can't really see me right now. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner was not extended before the deadline and will play 2018 under the franchise tag. The two sides will continue to talk, but right now I am not sure how confident I am that LaMarcus Joyner will remain a Ram after the 2018 season. We've seen firsthand how these situations unfold when the Rams give the franchise tag and are unable to or don't even try in the case of Trumaine Johnson uh, to get a long-term extension done. So, uh, that's obviously something that we'll keep an eye on, but I'm not expecting LaMarcus Joyner news uh, in the near future. I would say that that would probably be a later thing, possibly even, you know, mid-season. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that happen, uh, but I'm not expecting anything in these next few weeks. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are on Sunday Night Football versus the Rams in Week 7, will wear their throwbacks. And the reason that this is Rams news is because the 49ers throwback uniforms for this year are, in, instead of their black that like they've been wearing, are now white. They're those white ones with the uh, the the letters or the numbers on there have like the shadow. I think they look ridiculous, but hey, that's just me. Uh, but what this means is this kind of refers back to Kevin Demoff's comments about the Rams not wearing their blue uniforms, those those dark blue uniforms anymore. If he, he said if he has anything to do with it, the Rams will not be wearing those at all anymore. So uh, this could be a game that the Rams use for maybe the color rush game. This will be Sunday night football, so it's going to be prime time. Yellow versus white kind of makes sense. It's not you know too too similar, uh, but at the same time, the league also did give permission to the Rams to wear the throwback uniforms for an away game in the event that a home team that when the Rams are on the road that that home team elects to wear their white uniforms. So that being said, we could see the Rams versus 49ers both in throwback uniforms. The Rams would be wearing their their blue uh, with the yellow horn on the shoulder, all that stuff, which would be really, really fun to watch. I would be really excited about that. Uh, and it's kind of interesting that the Niners chose the Rams for a specific reason. I heard this today that the, the 49ers chose the Rams because they have not played against any one team more than they've played against the Rams in their history. So that's kind of where this kind of came from. Uh, next up, we'll took a, take a look at Pro Football Focus. They ranked the Rams as the fourth best pass rush unit in the NFL. And the reason that, that I think that this is big news, this is a big deal, is because of all the new faces. You know, you don't have Robert Quinn anymore. You don't have Connor Barwin anymore. You don't have Alec Ogletree anymore. Now you've got guys that are second year, like uh, like Samson Abukam, and you've got rookies coming in, like uh, like Obo Okoronkwo. You know, guys like that that we don't really know how they're going to do full as full time starters. Uh, but Pro Football Focus is putting them as uh, the fourth best pass rush unit in the NFL. So I think that's really cool, considering. We have two new edge rushers. Of course, Aaron Donald boosts those numbers, but two new edge rushers are going to be starting for the Rams this year as opposed to last year. So uh, pretty cool props, I guess you could say, from pro football focus. Uh, the Rams offensive line also ranks number six in pro football focus. And one thing that I found interesting while kind of looking through this was that Andrew Whitworth versus the Falcons was his lowest graded pro football focus game of his career. And this really backs up my point of Andrew Whitworth 
is that he started the season really strong. First eight games, he only gave up one pressure. And then those last eight games gave up a lot more. He, he, you could tell his age. He's turning 37 this year. You could tell that he was losing it by the end of the season. So I think Whitworth is going to be another one of those guys we see not practicing on the first day every single week. He's probably going to be pretty limited as far as training camp goes. Preseason, I would say don't expect a whole lot of Whitworth. He knows what he's doing. He's 37. He's been in this league a very long time. He doesn't necessarily need practice time uh, to really get his groove going. So uh, Whitworth, though, again, I mean, lowest graded game of his career was against the Falcons in that game. And, you know, that was the number one scoring offense in the league, only putting up 13 points on a Falcons defense who's good, but not amazing. So uh, definitely a telling stat there, I would say. Uh, next up, Rams linebacker coach Joe Barry tried to draft Corey Littleton in Washington two years ago. Apparently, Joe Barry was very adamant about wanting Corey Littleton. Uh, and the reason that Corey Littleton went undrafted, a lot of people say, is because he kind of switched around positions a lot and nobody kind of knew where he would really fit into an NFL defense. So that's why he kind of fell off. Uh, but Joe Barry, a big fan, and this kind of supports my point again of predicting that Corey Littleton will be the Rams starting linebacker next to Mark Barron in the middle. So uh, I thought that was just kind of a, a, a fun little tidbit on Joe Barry and Corey Littleton and the Redskins. He almost he could have gone to the Redskins, but apparently there was more pressing needs, and so that just didn't happen. I will take a look at the rest of the West. Nothing to talk about as far as the 49ers go. Uh, in Seattle, Earl Thomas. It's looking like he's telling the world to, or to, telling the Seahawks, uh, he's telling the world to the Seahawks, I guess if that makes any sense, to extend him or trade him. Let's work out a trade. So uh, Earl Thomas not really feeling it. He's the only remaining member of the Legion of Boom, and it's not looking like he's in it for you know the glory anymore. He wants the money. He wants to go somewhere else, whatever it happens to be. Uh, it looks like Dallas is still the front runner for a potential trade. If you guys do remember last year, Earl Thomas told Jerry Jones, quote unquote, come get me. Very interesting stuff. Arizona Cardinals, Ricky Seals Jones, tight end, former wide receiver of Texas A&M, arrested for suspicion of assault, disorderly conduct, and trespassing. Uh, no real information to go on as far as that goes. He was arrested. We'll kind of see how that plays out. But again, it's Ricky Seals Jones, not necessarily a huge impact player, at least right now in his career. For the Arizona Cardinals. The big news out of Arizona, GM Steve Keim pleads guilty to a DUI that he received on July 4th, and he will have a five-week suspension and a $200,000 fine. That five-week suspension comes at a very inopportune time for a general manager, as it will leak into the preseason, and the $200,000 fine will be donated to uh, MAD of Arizona. That's Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Definitely an organization that I support. Absolutely. Now let's take a look at the second quarter of the Rams' schedule. This is a doozy for the Rams, all right? This is a tough stretch. Uh, the Rams start the second quarter at the Seattle Seahawks. This is on October 7th, 1.25 p.m. L.A. time. This game will be on Fox. This is the 41st matchup between the two. The Rams have won 17 of those matchups, while the Seahawks have won 23. Last year, at this same stadium, the Rams won 42-7. to Big, big win for the Rams, and we keep seeing that play, that third and 20 where Todd Gurley takes it to the house, 57-yard run. It was amazing. Uh, I also noted here that the the second quarter is when teams really start to play how they're going to play for the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, 
because of this new collective bargaining agreement and the, the limited practices that you have in training camp and all that, uh, this is about the time when the team is really starting to get comfortable with itself and they start to play better. So this is where we're going to see, are the Seahawks falling? Are they done? Is their reign of terror over the NFC West over? Are the Rams going to be that team? This, I think this is going to be a big statement game for that, uh, especially being so early in the season. It's week five, so it's, I think it's going to be a very big game for both these franchises, and it's going to tell where every team is at. And I did write here in my notes also, can Russell Wilson do it all alone? Can he lead the Seahawks by himself? They don't really have a lot of help for him. And they didn't really address the offensive line. So this is going to be a game where we're going to see Russell Wilson against a very strong Rams front, at least. We'll see how the pass rush goes. But the, I mean, the Rams defensive line is very strong, so I do anticipate a decent amount of sacks against Russell Wilson this year. Uh, but we're going to see, can he lead this team by himself? Because I really think that he's about it. You know, if Earl Thomas leaves, then Russell Wilson is just about it. They do have some talented linebackers, but I think Russell Wilson is this franchise. Uh, next up in week six, the Rams go to the Denver Broncos on October 14th, 1.05 p.m. Uh, Los Angeles time on Fox. This is the 14th time these teams will match up. The, the Rams have won eight of those games while the Broncos have won five. A couple cool storylines to watch out for in this one, Case Keenum versus the Rams. So we get a take on Case Keenum, and I'm honestly, I'm super excited about it. I'm going to be real with you guys. Case Keenum last year in Minnesota had Pat Shermer as his offensive coordinator. Pat Shermer is an absolutely amazing offensive coordinator and runs a very quarterback-friendly scheme. So I think Case Keenum is going to take a step back, and we're going to see the Case Keenum that we saw when he was playing with the Rams. I just think that makes sense, and especially on a very poor Denver Broncos coaching staff. Uh, on the flip side of that, we have Aqib Tlaib and Wade Phillips versus the Broncos. So that'll be kind of fun. Uh, Tlaib will be playing in Denver, which is co- kind of cool. And then Wade playing in Denver, which is kind of cool. These guys want to ring with the Broncos, Super Bowl 50 with Peyton Manning, all that stuff. Uh, so it'll be kind of cool for them uh, to make that return. Uh, this is the first time for most of the roster playing in Denver. And the reason that I mentioned that is because Denver's really high elevation. People have a hard time playing in Denver. You see the the oxygen masks on the sidelines and all that stuff. I remember, I don't know why this image is in my head, but I just picture on the sideline Troy Polamalu sitting on the bench with an oxygen mask. I don't know why that's just burned into my brain, but that's kind of just what I picture when I think of the Denver Broncos stadium. It's a mile high, literally one mile above sea level. Colorado Springs, where I'm at, well, Fountain, where I'm at, the guy just moved, but... Uh, we're above that, and that's why Colorado Springs is home of the Olympics, because the air is so thin, it's really difficult, and it's good for training. You would think the Broncos would be like have like a super advantage over most teams as far as like conditioning goes, but we've seen that's not the case. Uh, this is kind of an interesting fact. The last time the Rams played at the Broncos, uh, they had 52 other men. The only returning player from the last time the Rams at Bronco uh, Rams played at the Broncos in the regular season is Roger Saffold. He was a rookie that year, so kind of cool. He comes full circle. He's he's finally played, you know, through everybody. And Saffold now playing against the Broncos again. I was at that game last time. It was thirty six thirty three. Rams won that game. I think at one point they were up like thirty to six, and Kyle Orton and the Broncos started kind of coming back and. And then Kyle Orton did Kyle Orton things and pretty much failed it up. So that was kind of nice. And the Rams took over first place. I just remember that game so vividly. It was 
the first regular season Rams game I ever saw in person. So it was just just a great time. Uh, but yeah, those are some notes on that one. Next, at the San Francisco 49ers, we kind of already talked about this game. This will be that throwback game for the 49ers. We'll see if it is for the Rams. This game is October 21st at 5.20 p.m. L.A. time on NBC. This is the 137th matchup between these two teams. The Rams have won 65. The 49ers have won 69. And the Rams and Niners have tied three times. One of those was pretty recent. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was it was the most unfinished like dissatisfying thing I've ever experienced. I remember I was watching with a 49ers fan that game that we tied with them, and it's kind of, we just kind of looked at each other. It was like, well, good game, I guess. I don't know what to say. It was luckily though we got to play them again a few weeks later and won, so that was pretty cool. Won in overtime, almost tied again. Man, that was a that was a fun year. Uh, my notes on this one though is Jimmy G for real. By this time, week seven, we should be really knowing if that's if he's for real or not. Um, you guys kind of know my feelings on this. If you guys listen to me every week, if you don't listen to me every week, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, uh, I'm not really feeling the Jimmy G hype yet. I don't know. Maybe it's just too soon for me. Maybe I'm just trying not to get stuck into the hype, I guess. I don't know what it is. Uh, I just don't see it. I really don't. I did comment. There was some 49ers fan on some page. It was like Jimmy G torched the last five games, including the Rams. Like he torched the Rams. He threw two picks against the backups. Like I guess if that's torching, I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, and also, my note here is, uh, you know, are the 49ers for real? I mean, there's a lot of confidence in this team as far as, you know, mainstream media goes, big-time media. They're kind of, some people are saying this team's going to win the division. I just, I've never seen a 6-10 and 10 team hyped this much, but this game in primetime in San Francisco, going to be a good one to watch for sure. And then, of course, last year, each team... Uh, between these two, won on the road. So the Rams won at San Francisco, and San Francisco won at the Rams. So something to keep an eye on there. And the last game of the second quarter is the Rams return home against the Green Bay Packers at 1.25 p.m. L.A. time. This is October 25th. This game also will be on Fox. This is the 94th meeting between these two teams. And get this, Rams-Packers all-time. All-time record, 46-46-2. Dead even after 94 meetings. So let's bump that up to 47 for the Rams. We get Rams. This is one of my notes here. Is It's just the Rams. It's not the Rams versus the Packers. It's the Rams versus the Rodgers because Rodgers is their team. We saw it last year. They're doing it. They're playing in good games. They're beating teams that are solid teams. Rodgers goes out and they are garbage. So hopefully Rodgers stays healthy because I like good games. You know, it's... I think the only blowout that I've enjoyed is that 42-7 to game against the Seahawks. But even when we played the Raiders, I was, like, bored by halftime. So, I don't know. I'm, I know most of you guys feel a little bit different about that one because it's just your, like, deep-seated hatred for the Raiders. And I get it. Totally get it. And I love to talk about 52 nothing. I love that. But, I don't know. It's just kind of not that much fun to watch, I guess. I don't Even if the Rams are the ones doing it, I just get bored. Uh, next up here, Rodgers versus the Rams secondary and pass rush. So, so uh, the Rams have a revamped secondary, and I've been talking about it for a while now that I think it's going to start a little slow, but this is going to be week eight, and this is when the team is going to be gelled up. You know, the Tlaib and Peters and NRC and Johnson and Joyner, they're all going to be feeling real good together. They're going to be have seven games already played together, uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about that, and I'm really interested. I think this is going to be one of those games where we see just the dominance but at the same time, that leads me to my next note here. Can the Rams find a way to win at home? 
in two seasons, even including 11, an 11-5 11 and five season last year, the Rams have only won four games back at the Coliseum. That is just not good. Three last year and then only one the year before that. So the Rams just haven't been playing well at home. They've only won 25%. It's, it's a little bit more than that because some of the home games have been out of the country. So I don't know the exact number, but we'll just go with 25% because it makes sense. So 25% of the games. Not a lot. The Rams are not doing that well at home. So I'd like to see that turned around. And and another part is just <laughs> this is a long road stretch before coming home. So hopefully, you know, that that fan base, all of you guys out there in Los Angeles are just super hyped for this game because it's going to be a while before the Rams return home. So at Seattle, at Denver, at San Francisco, and then coming back home against Green Bay. So it'll be an exciting one. I think everybody will kind of show up for that one, and hopefully the Rams can pull off the dub. That's uh, that's my thoughts on that one. Hopefully the Rams pull off all these dubs, but that's all, you know, well, that's all something we're going to learn when the games actually happen. I'm not going to say we're going 16-0, although that would be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my break. On the other side, we've got Fan Quesos. So don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Check that out. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all the social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Uh, we will be doing a trivia question soon. I think I'm going to do it next week again. 
Uh, I'm considering doing it on Facebook Live just because I really like this question and I want to interact with people a little bit more than just doing the pre-recorded show and then picking a winner. So we might do that. Um, if if I do decide to do that, I'll wait until I announce it on here and then we'll do it like next the following weekend or something like that. So uh, if you guys do want to do that, maybe maybe we could start some kind of poll or something, which which way you guys prefer it. But I do have a really good question, and I think I'm going to stump most of you. So I think we're going to only get, like, the most hardcore fans answering this one. Or, you know what? I don't even know. Because I knew this answer. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm a pretty hardcore fan. But, I mean, I knew it. I don't know if anybody else would. I'm really excited about it, though. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop it right into the fan casos, though. This first one comes from Gary. Do you think Goff really has the hots for Coach's girlfriend, or is it fake news? Um... Okay, if you guys didn't see this and what Gary is referring to is apparently there was some kind of leaked text message between Jared Goff and it was like a group message saying that he wanted to do inappropriate things with Sean McVay's girlfriend or slash wife or whatever. I think they're married now. Um, I have not cared less about a story involving the Rams in my entire life. So I have no idea. I don't feel like it's true because Jared Goff doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would say things like that. But at the same time, the Jared Goff that we fans see in like press conferences and stuff is clearly not who Jared Goff just is in his own time. So uh, I have no idea what to believe. But I think if it's true that he did say that, I don't necessarily see anything terrible about it. I know that might get some people mad, but... Uh, you know, comments, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah, she's she's a very attractive lady. We, we, can we all just agree on that? Um, but no, I don't care. I, <laughs> I don't care if he did or not. I don't, um, as long as he throws touchdowns, then he can do whatever, well, not whatever he wants. Let's rein it in there a little bit. You can't just do whatever he wants if he scores touchdowns, but um, I, I don't know. I, does he really have the hots for coach's girlfriend? I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. It wouldn't make sense if he did. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig myself into a hole answering that question. Uh, and then my friend Dylan decided to talk about Dodge Rams. Um, he said, I really like the black one, but do you think it will be a supercharged Hemi with a 6.4 or 5.7 coming out this year? I have no idea, Dylan. No idea. I drive an 01 Ranger, so I don't really know. Uh, this one here comes from Aaron, who is making the trip out to Denver, which I'm very excited about, Aaron. I'm very excited. It's going to be awesome. Aaron, you come out here for like the tattoo things in Denver, and we've been planning on meeting up like every time, and it just hasn't happened. So this is going to be cool. We're going to have fun, tailgating and all that stuff. Uh, but Aaron's question is, what's the over-under on how many beers you, me, and Jessica will consume at the Denver game? Uh, is like 30? Is that is that too high? I don't know about, I don't know how well you guys, uh, like, can put them down. And at the same time, this goes back to my whole Denver thing about the, 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 the lack of oxygen. I've seen, like, super heavy drinkers who are, like, big dudes who drink all the time come here and have, like, two beers and they're like, whoa, I gotta slow down. And I'm, like, sitting here drinking these dudes on the table, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, an alcoholic or anything, but, I mean, I'm gonna be drinking some beers that day, having a good time, you know, it's gonna be fun. Um, Okay, we'll go lower. I'll, I'll go 18. We'll go 18. We'll over under 18. Uh, place your bets on what me, Aaron, and Jessica will put down on that Sunday. That cold Sunday. Colorado Sunday in October. 
This next one comes from Cody. Who on the team would win in a challenge to see who could pull the most women? <laughs> this is the most probably interesting question that I've ever gotten on here. I have little to no idea, but um, we'll just go on like, I, I'm just going to say Jared Goff. I mean, he's the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. I don't know too much about the inner workings of the female brain, uh, but I feel like blonde quarterback of a Los Angeles football team um, is a ladies man. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just wrapped up into movies and I have no idea what, what reality is like. This one comes from MJ. What, what dog breed is Hecker? Okay. So this one, this is a good one because Hecker, the only thing I was trying to think of is what is like the goofiest dog breed? What is like the, just like just a silly goofy dog breed? And I thought of boxers. So he's a boxer. Every single boxer I've ever interacted with in any capacity is just a total goofball. And he's joking around and stuff. And I feel like if boxers could dab, they would. And I like to think that that's, <laughs> that that's the truth. And for <laughs> Greg the Leg, um, for this one, see, Greg the Leg is not a very flashy guy. But he just does his job and he does it really well. Now, what dog... Just does their job, does it really well, is not too flashy, and is not overly obnoxious. The Border Collie. Duh. So Greg the Leg, Border Collie. I still will never get an answer better than I did last week, though. Oh, MJ, that was, that cracked me up. I laughed at that. Like, I laughed at it for a while after the show. Uh, next one from MJ. What are your thoughts about Cooks getting an extension before AD and Joiner? Is there any deeper meaning to it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that the the reason that Cooks got his deal is that because I, I honestly, I think that he was just more willing to sign for as many years as possible wherever he was at. This dude gets passed around between team team to team to team, and I think that he just heard five years and like that you'll be you'll be here until 2024 and was probably done. I'm in. Let's do this. So I don't think that it really has anything to do with it. I think Aaron Donald's contract is coming very soon. I think that there's progress being made on that, um, but also. To let you guys know, I've seen so many posts about this. People are like, how can the Rams afford this? His cap number for 2018 did not change. It's a true extension. It does Anything he signed based on that extension has zero impact on the 2018 season and as far as his money making and all that stuff. Of course, he did make that $20.5 million to sign it, but that, that contract, anything that was in that contract doesn't start until, what is it? I think it's March, I want to say it's 13th next year. I can't remember. Uh, but that's when the new league year starts uh, the following year, next year, in 2019. Ugh, 2019, that feels weird to say. Uh, but no, I don't think so. I think AD is soon, and I think that we'll get joiner news probably uh, mid-season or immediately after the season, if at all. Hopefully that happens. I did get a question from... Wait, is it on here? I think it's on here, so never mind. I was going to blow a question, pretty much. Um, these next few come from Paul. Paul wants to know, who is the most underrated player on the LA Rams right now? See, if you would have asked me this, Paul, last year, I would have said LaMarcus Joyner. I think LaMarcus Joyner has always been extremely underrated, even in the eyes of like the coaching staff. But again, that's Jeff Fisher, so it's hard to judge based on what Jeff Fisher thinks because it's Jeff Fisher. So we'll just leave it at that. But I would say right now the most underrated player for the Rams, if I had to just give it to one person, let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll do you one better, Paul. I'll do an offensive and a defensive one. I will say offensively, the Rams' most underrated player 
is left guard Roger Saffold. Roger Saffold just does his job. He had some injury history early in his career, but he's been playing, you know, for the last three without any problems. So, uh, so Saffold, I think is, is extremely underrated. The way that he, he opens up blocks next to, next to Sullivan on that left side, I, they're one hell of a team together. Uh, and on defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with either Samson Abukam, linebacker, or John Johnson at safety. I think both of those guys are pretty underrated. I don't think the rest of the NFL really knows what these dudes can do and what their skill set really looks like. So so those are the two players I would pick. <laughs> Pauls, uh, who is the most overrated player on the Rams right now? I'm going Andrew Whitworth, man. This was an easy one for me. I, I love Andrew Whitworth, the dude is an awesome football player, but he's he's 37. Uh, he's turning 37 at least. Uh, he keeps on like he, last year he dropped off dramatically as the like if you look compared week one to week 17. Well, not week 17 because he didn't play that week. So week one to the wild card week, first game to last game, it was basically a different player. I would say that right now he's a little overrated, and I know a lot of fans aren't gonna like that, and probably you're sitting there right now disagreeing with me. You know what? You can. That's okay, because we're all entitled to our opinions, and I respect yours. <laughs> and that's just to make you feel bad about thinking of calling me names in your head. Um, but let me, let me see. Maybe if I had to pick, if I had to pick a defensive player, I might just go with Talib, um, simply because I, his career has been amazing. And there was at times in his career that I would I was telling people he was the best corner in the NFL. Now the best corner in the NFL is Chris Harris Jr. But uh, Akeem Talib, I think. People are really excited about Aqib Talib, and that's fair. I understand it. His name draws a lot of attention. But at the same time, I would say that him being 32 years old and a cornerback, it, it gives me concern. That's that's what I'll say. And really, those overrated players are due to age because both of them have had amazing careers. Overall, in their entire careers, not overrated or under, yeah, overrated. Uh, but right now, heading into the 2018 season, I would say so. But of course, I'm not saying that in their entire careers they've been overrated because that doesn't make any sense. They've been great players in this league. Uh, let me see here. Next one from Paul. Was Brandon Cooks uh, trading for him and paying him better than not extending Sammy Watkins? Yeah, absolutely. Brandon Cooks, 1,000-yard uh, receiver every year. You know, we all know the stats. We all know that stuff. Uh, Sammy Watkins averaging 40 40 receptions a year for the last two years, had 41 and then 39 with the Rams last year. Um, so Sammy Watkins is, is a talented guy, and I really like Sammy Watkins. I'm a fan of him, but at the same time, he's just not really producing. And I, we all like to point to, well, he didn't have a training camp with the Rams. It's like that. It's like, but still, by week 11, 12, 13, you should be on page with everything. You know what I mean? That's That's still enough time to get into the groove and have more than 39 receptions with your brand new team. So uh, I'm going to say absolutely yes. Brandon Cooks was bringing in Brandon Cooks and, ex- and giving him an extension was better than giving Sammy Watkins an extension. Although I do think Sammy Watkins fits really well with the Chiefs and I'm excited to see what he does there. You know, I, I don't have to hate him just because he's not with the Rams anymore. I hope I wish, you know, him all the luck in the world. I hope he does a really good job, except for when we play them. In Mexico, I hope he doesn't do a very good job that day. But other than that, I don't really care because he's in the AFC, so it doesn't really affect the Rams. And yeah, so I mean, head to head though, if I'm looking at him, if I was in, you know, if I was less need right now, and say I had to choose between Sammy Watkins and Brandon Cooks in the Rams offense with Sean McVay, with Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, all those guys, 
I'd go Brandon Cooks personally. And you guys know me. I don't lie. I don't like if if it was Sammy Watkins, I would say I would choose Sammy Watkins. It's just not the case. And Paul wants to know what player did the Rams lose this offseason, trade or free agency, that will hurt the most this season? This is a very interesting question, Paul. And I don't think this is one that hasn't really been brought up because typically Rams fans and and any fan of any team are going to look at the new guys. They're not going to be like sitting there saying like, oh man, this guy left and all that stuff. And my heart wants to say Tavon Austin, but I just don't think that's the truth. That's just what my heart's saying. My heart is pretty stupid though. So I'm going to say Robert Quinn. I'm going to go with Robert Quinn and I'm going to say that, uh, ooh, that's tough though. Uh, it's, it's between Robert Quinn and Trumaine Johnson because Trumaine Johnson, number one press corner in the league last year, really solid corner. And I think the Jets got an amazing player, but Robert Quinn, you know, he started the season so slow and was always falling down. And he, every time he tried to turn the corner, he would just get pushed to the ground and it just wasn't that much fun to watch. But near the end of the year, he was looking like vintage Quinn. And I think that that's what the Dolphins are getting. I think the Dolphins are getting Robert Quinn, who's Robert Quinn and can, can do Robert Quinn things. So I think that, uh, that Quinn so far would be a big, big, big loss. Um, and we're not going to see that until we watch him play some games. Cause on paper, we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. He didn't really do that good last year. Uh, but late in the season, he did really well. And when he was healthy, he looked really good. And then, uh, of course, again, Trumaine Johnson, um, very solid, solid player. So I would say him. Uh, Paul is a Jets fan, and I feel like he was fishing for Trumaine Johnson's name there. So I'll give it to you, Paul. I'll give you. I'll, I'll feed you, baby birds. Next one here from Paul. Uh, why do you believe this Rams thing wasn't a one-year wonder? Or explain the rationale why this thing can continue for many years to come. Um, one big thing is cap space. Uh, Rams right now, with this very second, 2018, don't have a lot of cap space, but they have a buttload of cap space in the next few years. Of course, that's going to be eaten up. Guys like Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff are all going to be coming up for extensions. And then you've got LaMarcus Joyner, whose potential uh, extension. Uh, Brandon Cook's got his. But then you have some of the young offensive line guys like Jamal Brown, Rob Havenstein. I don't think they're going to break the bank necessarily. Uh, and then you got Cooper Cup coming up again in a few years. But I would say that the reason that I'm confident that this is going to be something that's not like a one-year wonder kind of thing uh, is the coaching staff. I think this coaching staff is very smart. And, you know, I, I don't, I can't really pinpoint any player from the Rams that just looked dreadful last year. Of course, you know, Robert Quinn, he didn't look good early in the season, uh, but he was dealing with some injury stuff. Andrew Whitworth didn't necessarily look great later in the season, but he's just, he's like the old guy. He's older than our head coach. So, uh, I would say that the coaching staff, they know what they're doing. They, they don't just, it, it's kind of an all-star coaching staff. You kind of look at it, you know. Uh, I don't think that the the Rams coaching staff is necessarily full of big names like, say, the Chargers, but I think that it's a very strong staff. And with the way that the cap space is set up right now, uh, I think that the Rams are going to keep making decent-sized moves like every year. I think that's going to be a regular thing. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of totally lost my train of thought right there, but I... <laughs> I don't see how you can look at this team and say that it, it was a one-year thing, especially on the offensive side of the football, only one offensive cha- offensive starter changing, and that's going from Sammy Watkins to Brandon Cooks, which I believe is kind of a lateral move, but maybe a slight upgrade. So especially in this offense, I would call it an upgrade. If it was on a different team, I would say it's like a straight across move. But in this offense with Sean McVay, who wanted to trade for Brandon Cooks last year before the, the Patriots did, uh, I would say that 
you know, that the offense is going to look good. We'll see what the defense does. That's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of new starters, but that's Wade Phillips for you. I mean, we have Wade Phillips. That's, that's not Wade Phillips for you. That's not what I'm trying to say. But uh, if you have a defensive coordinator in the NFL right now that you are comfortable with handling that many new starters from year from one year to the next, uh, you got to think it's it's Wade. You know what I mean? Uh, next one here comes from Tawny. Do you think Cooks will be able to continue his thousand yards receiving in our offense? Uh, I think it's very, very possible. I don't see why, you know, anybody would say like it's not going to happen. Uh, but at the same time, the Rams have a lot of different weapons. You know, Todd Gurley gets a lot of touches in the air as well as on the ground. Uh, but he's a big part of the Rams offense. He is mainly why the Rams are moving the ball. I, I don't know why necessarily if it's why they're moving the ball, but he's a big part of the Rams moving the football. And then if you look into the the passing game, you got Robert Woods, you got Cooper Cup, so the ball is going to be spread around. So I think he can absolutely hit a thousand yards, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, just because the Rams do have so many offensive weapons. This next one here comes from Cody. Who's got the best chance on getting the MVP for the Rams this year? Todd Gurley. Easy. That's like the easiest question I've been asked on this show, probably, Cody. I mean, I guess you can also say Aaron Donald can be thrown in there because he's the best player in the NFL right now. And I'm not like, I don't, I don't know what the word I'm, I'm not like, sorry. I don't know. I hate saying that, but, uh, but Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. And I don't care who you can try to argue me all you want, but that's, you, you're not going to win that. Uh, but I would say Todd Gurley, he's such a big part of this offense. You know, we used to get Jeff Fisher saying, you know, we're going to run the football. We're going to give it to Todd Gurley. And then Todd Gurley gets seven rushes. And you're like, okay, Jeff. But now in with Sean McVay, he does get those touches. You know, he's running the ball 20 times a game and also catching it, you know, another seven, eight, nine times. So he's getting his touches for sure. And I think that he's at the end of the year, we're going to see that Todd Gurley's clearly the MVP of the Rams. If not the NFL, bum, bum. looking into the future, Joe Stradamus. Next one here from Cody. Will it hurt losing Sammy Watkins uh, red zone threat and who replaces him in the red zone? Uh, Sam Watkins in the red zone, he was pretty solid, especially on those slants. He has a very, you know, strong ability to, to box out that defender and, and catch the ball. He's got strong hands. Uh, he was, you know, holds the ball away from his body. He doesn't get it knocked down. So, uh, very strong in the red zone, but I would say our red zone threat this year is going to be Cooper Cup. I think that's pretty clear. The Cooper Cup's going to be that guy that's uh, hitting those slants, hitting, you know, all that stuff. Cause Cooper Cup's man. I don't know if anybody, if if everybody fully understands how dope Cooper Cup is. Cooper Cup had the best season for a Rams rookie wide receiver in team history. That guy's awesome. Uh, next one here comes from Danny. Do you think they will get something done with AD before camp? You know what? I'm kind of feeling confident right now. I don't know. I know like Adrian, I, he's not feeling confident right now, but he's feeling more confident about Joyner than AD, I think. But I'm feeling the opposite way. I'm not really confident LaMarcus Joyner is going to be here past 2018. But I feel really confident in Aaron Donald. Um, and I think, honestly, this might sound weird to you guys, but I think that the silence is a good thing. I think that the only thing that we've heard in the last few weeks is Aaron Donald saying, I think something will get done before training camp. That being the only news we've heard, I think is an absolutely great sign. I, I think that and before that, the silence, I was feeling good about it because it's they weren't saying... Like, oh, you know, we're still, we're still doing what we can. It was just kind of nothing. And I think that that's a positive, positive thing. So I do think it gets done, Danny. This next one comes from uh, April. Do you think hiring Coach McVay was the spark the Rams needed? I'm not even necessarily sure if it was bringing in Sean McVay or just losing Jeff Fisher. 
But at the same time, I love the way McVeigh speaks. I like the way he talks to the team. I like the way he talks to the media. Like, I just, he's a very good speaker. Uh, and he's also that young guy who's got the energy, you know, seeing those clips of him like running routes with the wide receivers and, and like playing the corner and like on those routes and stuff like that. Absolutely loved it. Losing my mind over that still to this day. That was last year. I'm still like, oh man, I love this coach. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. There is no better thing to do than go from Jeff Fisher to Sean McVay. You go from this like old dude who did a music video one time and is just like stuck in 85 because he was on the 85 Bears. And I feel like he just like was like, that's it. That's how it works, you know. Uh, and then you have Sean McVay, who's like super modern. <laughs> he's like, he's basically a millennial and just crushing it. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a very good switch. Um, next one here from Alex. If the Donald deal gets done, how do you think it will affect Gurley and Goff's future contracts? On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is it that Sue is a Ram next season? So two-parter here from Alex. Uh, on that first part here, if the Donald deal gets done, how do you think it will affect Go uh, Gurley and Goff's future contracts? I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact, to be completely honest. Right now, it's kind of looking like Gurley isn't going to break the bank. I mean, obviously, he's going to make a whole bunch of money, but... He kind of made some comments on Le'Veon Bell and saying, like, he, they're not paying us. They're not paying the players. They're paying the positions. We kind of heard that. But it's kind of true. And, you know, if if Bell wants to take off and try to find a new team, I, I, I'm I hard-pressed to say he's going to get a better deal than what the Steelers have already offered him. And I think Gurley's going to see that. And I think that's kind of the benefit that the Rams have right now is Gurley gets to wait and see what happens to Bell. And whatever happens to Bell, whatever that happens to be, I think Gurley's going to kind of understand you got to ask for less. Like, I know you're such a big part of this offense, but that's just the way it is right now. It's just the way the market is. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, on that second part here, oh, and Goff, I think Goff is going to make a whole bunch of money. I think Goff's going to make a buttload of money. I think he's going to make like a $120 million contract, to be completely real, uh, over just like a few years. I really, I think he's going to be, that dude's going to be a baller. Uh, next question here on a scale of one to 10, how likely is it that Sue is a Ram next season? I'm going to go with a one, um, because I do think there's a chance, but I'm really not expecting it. I think we're on a one year lease with Sue and I think that's about it. I think he's going to play for the Rams this year. Next year, he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, especially if the Rams win a ring this year, I think he's definitely done. He's just going to go get paid somewhere. Um, and even if the Rams just have a really good season and he has a really good season, I think he's just going to go get paid somewhere. And I don't think we're going to be the ones that just overload him with cash. Uh, but obviously, you know, already just based on his history, he's a guy that will go for the money. Uh, he went to the Dolphins for crying out loud. So I think that this right now, he signed with the Rams so that he can kind of get his name back up. And I think that he's gone next year. I, I would be pretty surprised, honestly, if, if he did return to the Rams for, uh, for another year. And this last one comes from Cody. Uh, I do have one more. Sorry about that. Uh, this one comes from Cody, though. Is it possible we still get LeBron? You know what, man? Anything's possible. And if you want to believe that that's possible, then I want you to believe that that's possible. It's important to me that nobody loses faith in whatever they want to believe. Uh, and here's a question. I'm not sure if this wasn't necessarily meant for the show, but I'm doing it anyway. This one comes from Robert. He commented on the on a Ram Showcase uh, page. Uh, on the Facebook page on a, on one of the posts. And he said, um, I feel like Robert Woods is, is underappreciated. He stepped up big time last year. Are the Rams going to give him as many looks this year as he got last year? Robert Woods, I think, is 
is an underrated receiver. I think that, you know, his time in Buffalo, no one really knew what he was capable of. Uh, and then, you know, you put him in the Rams offense with Goff, with Gurley, with McVay, and we saw what he can do. And there, I mean, there was moments last year where I was, where he would make a catch and I would look over at my Ram friends that I was with and it was like, holy crap, like his router was dope. Like I thought he was just okay. Like, is he, is he the man? And, uh, yeah, it turns out he kind of is. So I'm pretty excited for him. I think that he's going to get a lot of looks, um, cause he's like that mid range guy. We, along with Cup, but I think, Goff and Woods are extremely comfortable together, and I think he's absolutely going to get his fair share of looks. All right, but that is going to do it for my fan quesos. Um, make sure you guys follow all of the social media outlets or whatever of the Ram Showcase and Sheriff Joe Bags. Me. So make sure you guys follow at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Uh, I personally also am on just about every social media. I think I even have like a Tumblr. I don't know how to use that. I'm pretty sure I'm on there. Uh, you guys can like add me there if you want to. Uh, I'm sure I'll see it. I think I get the notifications for that, but I don't really use it that much. Uh, Instagram is a good one. Um, I got to try to post a little bit more on there. It's hard in this time of the year for, to post football stuff on there. Uh, Facebook is where it's at, though. That's the quickest and easiest way to interact with myself because I'm on there the most. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, you guys can also just add me as a friend. Search Joe Branham. If you don't know how to spell that, search Sheriff Joe Bags. I'm sure I'll pop up there. Um, so make sure you guys do that. All right. Uh, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, I thought some prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.